0: Hi and welcome, this recording comes from Freedom Church Chester. If you want to hear more from us, go to newfrontierschester.org Well, it's great to see everybody. If you're a visitor today, it's great to see you. There's a special day today, because <laughs> getting baptized. There you go, there you go. Now I am not going to steal any funding from what Jenna's going to share later. I'm just going to share a few things that uh, that are important. Not only are they important, they're life changing. Not only are life changing, it can transform a life completely. You see, Jem is going to be going down into the water soon. And it's just a symbol. It's a symbol of something that God has already done. And all we've got today is a big fat exclamation mark. I love it when there's exclamation marks in the Bible. Here's one out of Corinthians. The oldest God. And the newest call, exclamation mark. You can guarantee when God puts an exclamation mark in his word, it really means it. So Gemma today, she's going to share her life past, a life present, and what God's doing now. But there's a big exclamation mark. As she goes down and she comes up, it's a symbol of something that God's already done. She's a new creation. Wonderful. A life changed. And again, just to encourage Gem before she shares, you haven't seen nothing yet. (laughs) You haven't seen nothing because God, it says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind can conceive what God has prepared for those whom he loves. But God, by his spirit, reveals it to you. Are we excited, church, for what God's been doing? Wait till you hear what he's already done. If you are visiting and you've not been with us for a while, in the morning we've been looking through the book of Philippians. We've just got started in it really. And I find it interesting I like things like this. I think it's called an oxymoron, maybe. And that's a posh word, isn't it? (laughs) For a moment. But Freedom Church are looking at a letter by a man who is chained up hand and foot. Don't think that's that good. Freedom Church are looking at a letter by a man who is chained up hand and foot. And as you look into Philippians, you can't help but see this. This man is free as a bird. No matter what's going on in his life, this man is free as a bird. What has Paul seen? What has Paul experienced? What is his belief on the inside? That affects everything that he does on the outside. No matter what the circumstances. Beaten. Stoned. Shipwrecked. Killed. Almost killed many times. Before Paul even writes a, a note on a piece of paper, we see a life that communicates something profound and life-changing. We <coughs> need that truth. I need to know it here, even when life's tough. In fact, especially when life done. How can we, as a church, and as a people, keep running into joy? See, Freedom Church is the hardest church I've ever been involved with. And the reason it's the hardest church I've ever been involved with, let me explain, is because when a person joins and becomes heart and soul involved with a body of people, they start to embody what that people are called. So if you're feeling uncomfortable today, there's no wonder. Because we're called freedom church. And God's heart is that we're a people who are free. And it's I, I remember a member of Barnabas Church. Now Barnabas Church means son of encouragement. So I joined that church and I embodied becoming an encouraging. That was quite easy. Find somebody, find what they're doing well, and encourage them. Then I joined North Sudbury Community Church, which is now Holt Church. And that church, the embodied community. So you go to that church and you see a a church community doing things creatively and engaging with the community around them. So embodied. When I came to belong to Freedom Church, I knew that they were significant. And I couldn't get away from it. Because God desires us to become what we are. That's why He desires God Jenna. She a new creation. And what God goes about doing then is was goes about renewing and making her become what she already is. Does that make sense? And it's saying freedom. <laughs> and it's killing me. Because the worst thing you could do is not be something that you've been taught. Because at best, at worst, say, that's it, hypocrisy. And hypocrisy is keeping people out of the search. By the drugs, still. No. We have to become what we are. And God is at work doing that. <coughs> I, thought to I, I and In his book, The Bondage Breaker, Neil Anderson suggests in church congregations he has ministered to, <coughs> and that's for over 30 years that there are around about 15%, just roughly, 15% of people living and walking into freedom that Christ has obtained for them. 15%. Can you imagine what a church would look like if that percentage went up from 15%? I don't want to exclude, I hate excluding people out of but if you are the 15%, who well, are walking in freedom, God will say to you today, your time is to arise and shine. Because there's a, there's a will waiting to see the liberated children of God liberate them. That's what the 15% should be doing here now. Going out into the world and demonstrating the liberation now for 85% of them, which I'm in mean. yeah and we're all in actually because what God does he sets us free that's a good thing. at the cross Jesus sets us free completely well then he also continues to set us free and that's the beautiful scripture where he says about the liberation of the children that one day we will be totally free totally liberated does that Behold. We have been set free, we are being set free, and one day we will be totally liberated. Amen. 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 It is for freedom. I love it when the worship team just listen to the heartbeat of God. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Let's have a look at that. Because we can look forward this year to another year where God brings greater degrees of freedom into our lives. Because we are his children, and his children have been called to liberate the city. And his children have been called to liberate the nations. If you're feeling uncomfortable belonging to Freedom Church, that's why. And I believe God would encourage us this morning. This is what Paul says. He says, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you. To will and to act, to fulfill his good purposes. I don't like this big we'll Do everything with that gruntly and complaining. Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> or, and you- best you do know, <laughs> It kills me. <laughs> so that we make you may be blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a wicked and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. The freedom Christ brings to an individual and the church releases the light of the gospel the surrounding world. This is what Jesus says about us. He says, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a pole. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everybody in the house. Now, I love playing on the seat that we loved It's one of the greatest joys I have. And we moved into an house with two stories and hide just seat became even better because we had more hiding places. Yeah? Yesterday we came to fill the baptism pool, up. And oh, we had the whole church. <laughs> me and Isabella, we played hide and seek. And I was a bit nervous because she was too good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, my, my heart was like, this find her. And then she couldn't find me. But it, it just echoed in here. Every time we found each other, there was just this laughter. And this joy. And it's my favourite sound in the whole world. is pictures. <laughs> we can hide from God. Or we can try to. And there are many reasons why we can go into hiding. <clears throat> many reasons why we don't live in the fullness of the freedom and the relationship with God. <clears throat> guilt, shame, fear, sin, disappointments, (coughs) grief, wrong thinking, spiritual conflict, past terms. This year I sense God saying, beginning of this year, it's time to hiding. It. It's time to break the silences. It's time to break the sin cycles. It's time to break the shame. It's time to break this, break through this, the clouds of condemnation and guilt. It's time to break those crippling fears. It's time to arise and shine and be the children of life to display His glory to a broken world.
1: And you see we can try to hide from
0: God but He sees us. Oh Avatar, everyone seen Avatar? To say, Oh, I see you. Do you know it's a longing within the human heart to be seen, to be known. And that doesn't exclude anybody. But right from the beginning, we've hit. And we played hide and seek with God. It's God who seeks us. The Bible says he saves His eyes saves the whole world. Paul in chains with ride. Paul was found by God. You hear a lot of people say, well, I found God. God finds us. And if you find him Paul, he frees him. No cage. No bars. No circumstances could hold him. That's why he could be even say, even death came. Not even the fear of hell, fear of death gripped him. God finds him and gives him understanding and revelation of who he is. God finds him and gives him revelation of what God has done in Christ for him. God finds him and gives him revelation and understanding of how God sees him. And God finds him to give him understanding that now everything is available to him in Christ. And he's got a purpose and a destiny. He understands who God is. If you remember the encounter. I'm not going to presume you know your Bible stories, but you may not have read the Bible before. But Paul met God on the road to Damascus. His quite famous even in culture. And he saw Jesus in His glory. We sing songs, but this is Jesus in His glory. And he fell down. And he was physically blinded from seeing Jesus in his glory. I'm praying that this year we both individually and corporately see Jesus in his glory. Because every time we see Jesus in his glory, we can guarantee as body and follow. You see, we're not an happy, flappy church. Yeah? You need to understand this. You're not joining a happy clappy church, but when you see Jesus in His glory, your body follows. It can do nothing but follow. When you see Jesus in His glory, your heart just bursts. When you see Jesus in glory, you can't do anything but repent. Because there's some people they think they're good enough already, but when you see Jesus in His glory, you realise that you fall. Well hopefully short of God's standard. Now you see, I might not even meet up to your standards. Well, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that we've all fallen short of the glory of God, all of us. Not one is, this is 100%, this is 85% of us. <coughs> all have fallen short of the glory of God. And it's when we have a revelation of the glory of Christ then we can get a true perspective. We can get a true perspective of who we are before God. We can get a true perspective of what Christ did on the cross. Without the glory, the cross doesn't make sense. Without the glory, it just doesn't make sense. It's just a horror story. From history. But when we encounter glory, we understand the cross. I don't know if you've ever seen the world champion, hide and seek champion, the world record. Open. I've seen him the other day. He's a skeleton, <laughs> he got the world record. He got the world record for hide and seek. The Bible teaches that we're all dead. That we've all died because of our sin that has separated us from God. We cannot see his glory. We cannot stand in his glory. Because we're dead. Hide it. In a closet. And I know that has all the connotations. But hiding dead. We need greater glimpses of his glory this year. Yeah? We need to see in who he is. How can we possibly stand before him? How can we possibly stand before this holy, glorious God? Paul understood the cross. And he understood the cross very personally. This is what he wrote, he says, The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and he gave himself for me. For our greater glimpses of the glory we must understand and get a true perspective of the cross. God loved you. God loved me. God gave himself for you. God gave himself for me. I remember when this became a reality in my own life and I was laying on the bed and I got a picture of the courtroom and a journey to the cross. Now in the courtroom there were people lying about it, lying about Jesus, saying all kinds of things about him all untruth. and as I looked in the courtroom through my face then they led Jesus out into the courtyard and they tied him to a pole. And they took a cat of nine tails. Full of porcelain and metal. Yeah. So when they whipped him and scourged him, he took pieces of flesh out of his back. They beat him. They beat him that badly, they said he couldn't recognise him.
1: They ripped out his beard.
0: And when I looked at the man doing it, were then they led him out of the courtyard, up a road, and these great people at each side spitting and throwing things and jeering and profaning him. And when I looked in the tr- when I looked in the crowd, it was my face. Then they took him to the top of a hill and they threw him on the floor. And they nailed six to nine inch nails through his wrists and through his feet. And when I looked at the Roman soldier, they were nailing the nails in. It was me. Then they lifted him up and put him into a hole in the ground. And they left him there, mocking him. And they made a new word. from the cross they made a new word because of the pain and I stood at the foot of the cross and I looked at this man in his eyes and he says I love you that's all he said it undid my old life might put him there the old Negro songs say where were you that they crucified my Lord now you might not have been there 2,000 odd years ago but your sin was yeah. and the Lord of glory were crucified because he loved me and because he loved you And because he gave, he freely gave himself for you. He freely gave himself for me. That's what Paul understood when he was writing in James. He also knew what God had called him. He called him a new name. He called him a new name. So he called him his identity his achievements, his education, his self-righteous acts, his religious acts going to church on Sunday, or his failures. It was informed by what Christ <coughs> done Have a listen <laughs> to Paul who it was. Closer. He's God's child. Friend of Christ. He's been justified. These are the ones he That means just as they've never sinned. Right before God. United. He lived all his heart, he redeemed, forgiven of his sins, complete in Christ, free from condemnation. Jesus, God's Word. Amen. Great discoveries for us. <clears throat> we do need great discoveries of who God is. We're on a journey together. Greater understanding what Christ has done for us. Greater understanding of what Christ, how Christ sees us, and greater understanding of what's available to us in Christ. It's time to come out Say that again, just in case you've got the cloth in It's time to come out of hiding, process. Yeah. We cannot hide from what. God sees us for He seeks us out, and He saves us for us. He finds us, and when we find, and, and we find in Him that He totally loves and accepts us unconditionally. But we have to keep seeking. We have to keep seeking Him. And still to be not in the suit of Him. Because this is a year of discovery. These people who thinks God's hiding So as God, listen. I just want to encourage you: the Lord is not hiding; from you. He's hiding for you. This is what Bill Johnson says. He says that the Lord does not hide things from you, but He hides them for you. There is a deep, divine searching in the Mount. That is taking place across the body in the stretching, he is increasing your hunger, he is increasing your hunger for him and for revelation of his word and he's going to feed and fill you. It's a church, and I know this is a church, And he's not hiding from us, For so he's hid things for us. And we're doing opposite. See and you'll find those who are hungry and thirst after righteousness will be Jesus says, I am the truth. is a cause to introduce us to the one who And he says you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And when Jesus sets you free, you're free indeed. <laughs> Freedom in Christ isn't a fancy name from discipleship, course. It's a bad person. And that person has got discoveries for us this year. Many discoveries. As so come out of hiding. It's an opportunity to meet Christ. To be found in him. For him to become our one and only hiding place. A place where he speaks words of life, an identity. A place where we're allowed to catapult out of his cages. I see him this year. I see him. Many of us catapulting our cages. Circumstances may not change in your life, but I see it. Health may continue to deteriorate, but I see it. Family problems may still happen, but I see it. I see it. Christ catapulted people out of cages. Free as a bird, Free as a burden, Christ. Father, oh, I pray that this year, as Keith and others take us forward into running, into joy. Lord, well, that you would not only set us running, but you'll catapult us. Catapult us into identity and purpose and freedom. That's this in Jesus' name. I amen. amen. amen.